0: We enter now an extended flashback um, of Hideko's childhood. Um, And the first scene we see is the uncle putting metal beads in the mouth of this, you know, like 10 year old girl and then brutally beating her hands with a stick. And yep. telling her, you know, never forget the taste of the metal bead, right? Right. So it turns out, and he's got he's got a really great costume too. These sort of black, you know, sunglasses and you know uh,
1: his tongue is black because he's constantly licking
0: ink. I don't. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's licking ink.
0: Um, and it turns out that this uncle is not just like a stodgy old patriarch. But in fact, a sadian Libertine who has been tormenting the women in his life since uh, childhood. And in fact, we learn the collection of books he has amassed and spent such wealth on mm-hmm. is violent pornography. Um,
2: that's right.
0: Which is. Uh, oh, OK. So I loved that. OK, uh, violent,
2: fetishistic Japanese pornography.
0: Yeah. Japanese pornography which is also yeah. interesting. We see a couple of famous ones later including like you know uh, the dream of the fisherman's wife yeah. which gets an especially icky nod in part 3 but we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that when we get to part 3. Um but yeah, uh you know basically we see that this nightmare of a childhood where She's being terrorized by the the Danvers, like, maid, I mentioned. Like, he tells her that there's, like, an ogre in her closet who's going to eat her if she screams. Right. And uh, we get a glimpse of...
1: Well, it's actually, it's important what she says. It's not that he's going to eat her, it's that he's going to crush her with his body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. This Already this image of sexualized oppressive male violence like physically oppressive yeah uh yeah and we also see we get glimpses of hideko's deeply unhappy aunt who is you know married to the uncle and is forced you know so there are a couple of scenes establishing the the regimen of of psychological and emotional abuse and physical abuse Mm-hmm. That um, both the aunt and Hideko are being subjected to. One of the first um, really upsetting scenes is uh, the the maid is, is teaching Lady Hideko, the young Lady Hideko, how to read and identify things in pictures. And she giggles at, you know, the image of genitals. Um, right.
1: Yeah, like when she has to say penis, vagina, it's normal little child, kid yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but the uncle reacts, you know, he gets, you know, really f- frustrated about it. And we, we basically learn um, that Lady Hideko is being groomed, basically, um, in place of his wife, who every night, not every night, but but often, is forced to read you know erotic you know sadistic pornography for a crowd of noblemen Japanese noblemen presumably yes um, for yeah, their pleasure
2: and, yeah i mean it's it's part of the fetish the the idea of this um you know beautiful delicate um untouched untouched and untouchable Japanese woman being forced yeah. to read. Um, really violent, gross pornography out loud in in public.
0: Yeah. Um, and these are really harrowing scenes in some way. I mean, it, we it, this is, I feel like, again, you know, the people who, I don't think that the women, the female sexuality in this film is offered up for, for titillation. And I feel no. like that's directly no, it's like, addressed. It's like a
2: relief. It's yeah. like it's natural, and it's, it's you know it's two a- people coming together because they actually care about each other.
0: Yeah, which is the complete opposite of this sort of this voyeuristic uh, nightmare where it's this sort of crowd of male figures who are like, you know, jacking off in their pants, watching this woman read like degrading stories about yep. you know women who are raped and women who are strangled and you know all of these various uh horrible uh you know transgressive yeah. sexual behaviors yeah um, that
2: that amazing um that amazing image of her with her um of Hideko with her you know gloves on her black gloves yeah. you know essentially choking herself
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's a yeah that comes a little after but yeah, yeah. it's it's these various Yeah. She, this i mean this is what's objectifying in the film not the yep. lesbian sex scenes um and very aware of you know it turns it turns it back on the process of objectification um yep. so it's it's very and this is like you know again like because of the you know anti the the Puritans that we mentioned earlier um in the in the public discourse i often feel like you know i have to take some sort of stance uh defending pornography or at least erotically titillating material to degree but um in this this film really articulates how often um and how effective pornography can be as a tool for controlling women um and you know it's in this the pornography here is an imposition of power upon yeah. the the female body um so it's very much it's really exploring that and you know it it feels i don't know I, again i haven't seen his other films but i know um you know uh park chan wook apparently has an, an interest in the sexual perversity and all of these various, uh, you know, um, transgressive erotic behaviors. Um, yep. and it feels like this definitely does feel like the work of, you know, a, a male artist reflecting on what that means. You know, like it's very, I, I was, I was impressed by it because, you know, too often when dealing with stories about the oppression or sexual violence against women, um, male filmmakers tend to either fall into, you know, outright objectification or over-sentimentalization of it, or, you know, where it becomes an infantilizing and this objectifying process in its own right. But to me, I was, personally, I'm not, you know, the person to speak about this, but I was, I thought this was the way that he shot these scenes specifically, they felt very intelligent and conscious and not at all exploitative about yeah. what they're saying about, would you, would would you both agree? Or? I,
2: I, I do agree. Um, you know, I, as a, as a woman, uh, I've had a, you know, sort of weird back and forth relationship with pornography, um, mainly because, you know, there's that, Uh, that divide that you often hear about between, you know, uh, men's sexuality and women's sexuality, particularly heterosexuality, where, you know, it's like men like to look at things and see things performed and women like to hear about things or Mm. or read about things and, you know, and arrange things inside their heads. Um, You know, and I I don't think that it's as rigid as that, but I do think that... uh, Pornography in particular, you know, it's like all media, uh, if you're female or female identified, you you are forced to think about, you know, where are the women in this story? What right. are the women doing? What are they allowed to do? Um, you know, if I was in the story, who would I be? You know, right. and, and it becomes particularly um, pointed when you uh, add eroticism to it, because, you know, that's a world where everything appears to be genitally driven. Right. So right. it's like literally, who am I in this scenario? Am I a person of any type or am I just, you know, uh, an object um, to be displayed and to be penetrated and to be, you know, moved around at somebody else's pleasure? You know, um, am I reduced to, um, you know, within this uh, context, am I reduced to an ass, uh, a rectum, uh, you know, uh, a vagina, uh, a clitoris, uh, you know, a pair of breasts, uh, a mouth, etc.? cetera? Um, is, is there anything that is uh, that is that gives me agency here? And what I love about. What Hideko does to subvert her education at the hands of her uncle is that you know she really seems to be you know she she understands pretty quickly that he's trying to teach her that she is just an object to be moved around his pleasure but he but he doesn't realize that in order to continue to be a human being and to keep her individuality she finds places in the narrative that she yeah. can have it. And, yeah. you know, uh, things that, you know, because, I mean, part of, part of the horrible thing about it is that there's no way that you can completely separate yourself from ir- reading <laughs> pornography and being turned on to some degree. You know, seeing an image right, and being right, right. turned on to some degree. He wants to poison her own sexuality so that it's at you know, so that he can he can wave the uh, the tail of the fisherman's wife at you
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> at, yeah. at her and and you know make her make her salivate essentially. Um,
3: right, right, right.
2: You know, yeah. from either end. Um, and she's she's going no, I'm uh I'm gonna find places inside of this um, inside of these narratives where I can I can hide myself.
0: Right, right, and right. One
2: day I will find a person that I can that I can share that part of myself with.
0: with. Yeah. Which that's a, I mean, just generally culturally pornography included, but also just in in terms of media that it feels like something that all women have had to do for a long time is find themselves in narratives that are often clearly not made for them and are often trying to dehumanize them.
2: You know, and I've said before I'm a slasher from way back, and one of the yeah. reasons is that male characters are often considerably more interesting in, 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 in mainstream media than female characters are. I mean, thank God right. that started to turn around, which is great,
3: right. Um,
2: right. And, and it's weird, and it's something that you're f- sort of forced to continue to debate with yourself, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where it came from with me
0: yeah uh, Sean, what do you think of these these scenes?
1: I mean, I guess I can speak as the heterosexual male <laughs> <here>. um <laughs> I do like that they do make it seem very ridiculous because it is there is an element of absurdism to the whole yeah uh to pornography in general it's it's this absurd um objectification of people into objects. And then on the male end of it, it's like often very violent. Yeah. I mean, I watch pornography. I can't even, I'm not going to be the guy that says I don't watch <laughs> right, porn. Right, right. But even even I have issues with a lot of pornography because it can be very violent. Yeah, right. It's the violent part that really turns me off. And it's that's what you see in these scenes. You see the sort of objectification and the the. The violence just under the surface, that is kind of tied up into the the whole process, heterosexual sexuality within the film, and I like that it's shown as violent and absurd yeah, right. because it's what um, it yeah. is.
2: It's it's super hindbrainy, brainy, you know mm. the this this meshing of violence, sex, sexuality, and violence. This mesh meshing of
1: like I, mean, I, I, think I, I, I can't. I, tell I, the I will say I think a, that
2: a leg and a, a leg of a chair and a leg of a person
1: you
3: know? mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i will say i don't think it's i think it's a lot of men have that sort yeah. of yeah. kind of violence drive mixed with the sex drive i don't think it's exclusive only to men no. i think yeah. there are definitely women that no, have it absolutely. as well i just think it's it, i just think in culture and in media and in pornography that is where you see it the most you, like a typical porn is very like this is the man doing the things. Right. It's, yeah, it's, the like, active agent. it's like a it's very like, brief <laughs> section where the woman maybe gets to get off. <laughs> yeah. And the rest is the man doing the things. It, it, for it,
2: the it's like, it's like that, um, you know, that, uh, that skit where guys are playing uh, D and D yeah. and keeps yelling. If there are girls there, I want to do them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's, well, also it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's 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 really just we're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah. there is a scene late in part three where we see the uncle, you know, on his own. Right. And they well, not on his own, but but outside of this context. And I think it does get into that absurdity, uh, Sean, that you mentioned, because, like, you know, in that last scene, the last scene we see him in. He's like.
1: I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't alive for this, but I can't picture anything more absurd than an actual pornographic theater where you could go in and just sit in a chair yeah. next to a bunch of other dudes and just right. jack off onto yep. the floor. Right. Like that's just a very—it's icky as well, but it's also just very funny. It's, it's,
0: it's, you know, in in a sort of grotesque. And then
1: someone way. had the job to clean that up as well. <laughs> oh, just the whole yeah. process. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the maid. That's what the maid is for. But um,
1: you know. <laughs> No, yeah, I hope not now. No, like but, no, yeah.
0: because you see that the the women are standing by with the levers and pulleys to, you know, control the set pieces. So there's a whole system here that you get to see.
1: I mean I do think a very telling image as well is um at one point the uncle brings down this this like male Puppet, yeah that's
0: a great basically I
1: really that. that she sits on to mimic the um, exact the imagery yeah from the texts mm-hmm. and it is very telling that it's like this very dehumanizing like i'm literally with a wooden mannequin yeah i mean yeah. It's,
2: it's, a, it's a bunraku puppet basically it's, um,
1: is that I didn't? I yeah. wasn't aware what it was yeah. called. But um, yes,
2: you know, this is a puppet that's about the same size as a, a person would be. Um, I've say I've seen um, I've seen a a wonderful adaptation of Madame Butterfly on oh. uh, on stage where um, the where the child that she has with Pinkerton is played by a Bunraku puppet. Oh,
0: I, I think like my... the, pup- oh, the puppets
2: are so large that they need um, full sized people to move them around
0: mm, yeah. i think my father may have seen the same production possibly yeah. <laughs> but yeah um no i mean yeah it's it's that's a really striking image in terms of just just images yeah, i mean like film. i
1: don't agree with this in general but in in the terms of this uh film yeah, yeah. like heterosexuality is seen as ridiculous and violent yeah. because it sort well, of is built in this into film.
0: The, and it's also and dehumanizing it's, it's, yes it's I really enjoy the uh, well, not enjoy, but I appreciate it. Uh, I, it really does. Uh, there's a there's a heavy sadian quality to it in terms of, you know, uh, well, actually, in a weird way, Saad sometimes allowed his female characters more sexual agency than than, than these men allowed them, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, which is really bizarre. But um, uh, but the interesting thing is that it's all about—it's not about the act; it's about the telling of the act, right? Like it's about the the fact that she's reciting it to them. And later in the film, I found this so interesting. Um, uh, without you know getting too deep into it, uh, the uncle is sort of interrogating another character about mm-hmm. what it was like to have sex with um, his niece. But uh, quickly before. The person he's interrogating can even respond. He just starts spinning off details that he's, like, making up on his own. Like, was, yeah. she, was she tight? Like, was she, you know, did did she sigh with pain? Like, all of these various, like, things. And it shows you how <laughs> yeah, divorced. He's, he's,
2: yeah, he's been thinking about this for a long time.
0: Yes. <laughs> and the, the old fantasies, darndest. the yeah. fantasies are actually sort of independent of the object of design. yeah it does
1: actually get into what i find fascinating which is that a lot of the time you know people that are really really into porn it's it it really isn't like real life it's so right right, right. not not like real life yeah i don't know how else to phrase <laughs> it well, it's not i
2: it... mean there's no, there's no give and take in porn. There's no, um, there's no, no negotiation no. in porn. There's no,
1: there's no like, is that okay? It's just like, it is okay. Yeah, cause, it's, Cause that's the scene.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's the scene. So, you know, I mean, when, one of the things about pornography that, you know, is kind of freeing and yet, as you say, ridiculous is the idea that everybody wants it all the time. Yeah. They're no, all yeah. real happy. You know, it's like, you know, people going like, wow, you can have sex in the ass let's do it
1: also the scenarios of like someone is so horny that like the plumber or the pizza man or just like the refrigerator repairman and it's just like a five minute conversation and then we're just doing it. exactly
2: and and nobody doesn't want to do stuff nobody you know everybody's horny all the time you know um i mean it's, It's... it's 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 a lot like crash (laughs) yeah,
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's the why thing. crash is so funny <laughs> there's this term i was you know it's like pornotopia right which is right. yes yeah. all all <laughs> pornography all pornography takes place in this sort of fantastical alternate dimension where everybody yeah. is a sexual partner uh, potentially and every yeah.
1: and no one had a headache yeah nobody yes. had a
0: headache nobody ever stops and yeah. nobody ever like it's like, you know, you wake up, you're ready to have sex. You, you don't need to eat, apparently. <laughs> None yeah. of these. Yeah, which is yeah, crashing. There might be a if, really if quick if time
2: when you need, to need a pee, slice it's of pizza. Just because but... people like pee. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, no. Anything you do yeah. is um, sublimated into the sex, which is what it's interesting. Susan Sontag, you know, she describes pornography as you know, a total imagination in the same way that religion is. Like, in
1: religion,
0: everything leads back to God and in porn, you know, it's as... Everything leads
1: back to fucking, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, What's interesting is...
1: Like, everything, by the way. That's what makes it so absurd. It's like, hey, look at this toy car I got, and then the woman's like, that makes me want to have sex. (laughs) And you're like, wait,
2: what? I mean, and it's it's not untrue that people, you know, I mean that people will find ways to find things arousing you know right right yeah. and it's not untrue that people want to be aroused and it's you know it's like I, I i i'll say you know uh i remember having an orgasm long before i knew what an orgasm was mm. you know i i remember being a pretty little person and and going and going like you know if you stick your crotch up against the washing machine, <laughs> something really interesting happens, and I'm not sure what that's about. Right, Because yeah? right, right. Right. Um, it's normal, it's it's natural, it's a natural thing, and and you know, part of the weird thing of pornography is that it makes it unnatural.
0: <laughs> well, it the, what's yeah. interesting is when pornography begins to interact with society, right? And that's what that that's what makes sods pornography so interesting and in that you know in some senses it's pornotopic and that everybody's it's all about sex right but um he doesn't alter the structure of society um that's it's like a very you know it's a patriarchal world it's yep. a violent world it's predicated on conquest atheism all of these various like you know actual non- you know, non seemingly pornographic drives. Um, and that's where it gets tricky is where when it starts to, I mean, it, yeah, it starts power, to power interlock.
2: Aggression, you know, the the thing that the, the thing that SOG can never get over is, is the is the idea that there there will always be aristocrats. There right. Is, yeah. And I guess if you're an aristocrat who's being brought up as an aristocrat, why would you ever want to get rid of that? Why would right, you ever right. want it? you know yeah. why you know it's like why would you ever be jean jacques Rousseau right but yeah. uh, but but it's a failure of imagination, right, and that's right. the failure of imagination to some degree of violent pornography that spins on lack of consent
0: right and and the failure, getting back to more explicitly the handmaiden, the yeah. failure of the uncle in this film is that yeah. he. He does not view uh, his his niece as an autonomous being that has... A
1: s- I mean, even Fujima, who is obviously not a great guy. Yeah. no. But he brings up at one point, you know, you're doing this wrong because if you want to have sex with a corpse, like, that's what you're doing. You're, like, making this woman so, like, traumatized and over the entire world that she's not going to want to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's... Not that, he, not that he should anyway. But I'm saying, yeah. I mean, even Fujima, who's the real bastard, can see like that's not maybe the best thing you're doing. <laughs> no, it's no, interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, it's this like, is... you,
2: do you want her to do? You know, it's like, do you literally just want every woman that you have a relationship with to eventually hang herself from a cherry tree? <laughs> you yeah,
0: know? you know. Right. But as we uh, as we learn when uh, you know. Uh, The uncle basically tries to frighten um, and succeeds in frightening uh, uh, Hideko by revealing to her, you know, she says to him as a child, like, you know, well, her tongue didn't pop out and she didn't, you know, she didn't, you're shit when you you get hung, but she did not, you know, there was no feces, Um, you know, so what happened? And he says, I'll show you. And he takes her down to his hidden basement under that, you know, magnificent production design, these sort of planed floors, you know. Um, He lifts up one, takes her down to the basement, and we don't see what happens. But it's obviously implied that he tortured her and murdered her. Um, Yes.
1: Uh, possibly did some real icky things with a a tank of water and an animal yeah there's
0: later (laughs) this is the reference later we go back down there um and we see in the background it's not commented upon but an octopus um which is scary huge huge octopus Um, and we've obviously seen the tale of the fisherman's wife uh, in the film. So it's
1: hashtag tentacle. You know, for yeah.
0: Hentai. So it's obviously, you know, a very ominous image, uh, very, and also, I mean, the I'm octopus, so sorry for
2: that octopus, man.
0: Yeah. Such a bad mistreatment of animals. Um, but, uh, as well as women and human beings, but, yep. um, uh, but like it, the octopus to me is a great image of male sexuality in this film as just this grasping, yeah. you know Yes, crawling. just lots of grabby hands. Yeah, grabby hands. <laughs> it true. doesn't think it's just it just touches whatever it wants, you know, it it sucks on things. It's really it's a yeah. gruesome image. Um yeah, but it,
1: I, yeah you'll note a lot of the male characters sexuality is like they'll literally like grab a person and like make them do a thing or they'll right. grab them from behind right. and be like, I'm going to do a thing. Right. It, there's never any, there's never any, Hey, do you want to do a no. thing or, no, no. or just kind of feeding upon like seeing yeah. some sort of arousal. It's just like, we're doing the thing. And that's yeah, what...
2: no. um, you know, as you say, he sees Hideko as a tool. He sees her as an object. He's, and he, it, It never occurs to him that she could have an interior life. He's done his best to extirpate that as an idea.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's pretty hard. And we learn that, you know, he offers these women to his patrons, um, and we see it's a very interesting moment. Uh, The only, you know, male female sex scene in this movie is, you know, a purely Sort of sadomasochistic transaction where uh, uh, the uncle and uh, the Count Fujiwara uh, whip, you know, Hideko's bare uh, buttocks, and then, interestingly, Fujiwara elects to get whipped by Hideko. Um, Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. on their wedding night.
0: (laughs) On their wedding night, yeah. Um, yeah it's uh it's interesting um it's also i mean it's also uh, what do we think of the counts relationship to this whole like this explicitly sexual aspect because he actually he doesn't seem to show sexual interest in hideko he's far more interested well
1: i think he does but he as he says at one point i'm more interested in the money i think that's what it is Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you're probably. I think he
1: finds her attractive, and he'd probably have sex with her. But I think it's more like let's get the money yeah, first. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's it's about the money. Um, yeah, it's
2: you... definitely about the money. But I I am interested. Um, I'm interested by the fact that you know it's like he he offers himself to be submissive to her um, because she is his co-conspirator. He's That's not right. putting one over on her, and also to some degree. He respects her and has a fetishistic kind of respect for her because she's Japanese.
0: Right, (laughs) and upper class.
2: Exactly, and that's what upper class Japanese people do with lower class Korean people.
0: Right, yeah, that really is interesting to see the the contrast between the sort of economically driven and... Somewhat masochistic sexuality of the lower class man, and then in the upper class man, it's just these baroque, sadistic pleasures. Which, oh, you yeah, know.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, obviously, her with like the gloves and all that is sort of like, huh, interesting, but <laughs> no, absolutely, you know, like taken just as an image, not yeah, no, divorced no, no. from the actual plot. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, particularly with the uncle, it, it just really seems like he's he's one of those guys who's you know, been thinking about this so long and so arcanely that he's like thought himself into this weird kind of, you know, it's like, I I can't get it up unless I'm, you know, watching a woman who doesn't want to (laughs) who <laughs> doesn't want to recite pornography, recite pornography, and possibly and and flogging my my log and you know possibly yeah. I don't know sticking an ostrich feather at my ass.
0: That's that's very that's also very sadian and, and yes the, it is.
1: The I do think at one point someone asked, "Is that Dasad after yeah, one of the Yeah, he says readings, is and, that
0: is that sod and he says sod esque is what he says, which is yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting because I mean just because the. The fact that the sexuality actually ultimately assumes a a purely masturbatory character where it's really he's it's a totally solipsistic understanding of sexual pleasure where he's just it's just about finding more and more, you know. Or set scenarios in which to arouse
1: well himself. it's an addiction it's yeah. it's that addiction you can never really it's like you always have to go the one step further yeah. to the point where now he has a fucking secret basement with an octopus yeah. and torture devices <laughs> yeah,
2: it's true i mean you know and which is horrifying but it's also
0: ridiculous as you yeah, say it's, it's funny
1: right it's also very absurd yeah. like check out my basement of delights yeah. and it's just a big old octopus <laughs> and a bunch of body parts oh and, It is which not, which we a, thankfully never find out much about uh, it's it, it not yeah.
2: it reminds me very much of um there's a there's a uh, I, i've been revisiting some of my uh favorite films from hong kong that mm. i have copies of and one that i never got a copy of called um don't stop my crazy love for you uh starring, yeah starring uh, simon yam um, and, uh, basically it's about, uh, a woman who's a TV host and a guy is stalking her and she doesn't realize until the last phase that the guy who's stalking her is the same guy who, in who installed her security system. <laughs> oh,
3: oh no.
2: Yeah. And, um, so... This is the only erotic thriller of this type that I have ever seen where essentially he breaks into her house at, at the end and he's shot her husband and la la la, you know, and she she just turns to him and she goes, you want to have sex? Let's have sex. And they have sex, <laughs> like, you know, in a thousand different positions. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, I love you. I love you. And she literally and she literally goes over to him. He's standing, you know, really sweatily at the top of a, of a flight of stairs and goes. Who do you think you are, Valentino? You're a dog only and kicks him down the stairs. <laughs> sounds this sounds great.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um But it's, it, yeah. It, reminds me,
2: it reminds me of that it reminds me of that that thing of that you get in a lot of a lot of different Asian films of men being compared to dogs. You know. Right, like right. These you know these these dogs that you can show meat to and they start to salivate and you know it's it's like if you, you know, if you hike your screwed up, they'll do a, whatever you want them to do. Yeah. That they're completely driven by their genitals, that they're yeah. completely torn, you know, just.
0: If, if this yeah. were a, a French film, for example, I mean, I feel. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be very different. I feel right. it would have been more prone to, you know, almost not, not glamorize, but like he's on this like dark, obscene, erotic quest. Whereas in this movie, it's like. It's silly.
1: I mean, it's yeah. as silly as see, it is that's horrifying. Dumb.
2: It's it's just so dumb, you know. It's like, and you can see that in Suki's eyes all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you can see it in the way they costume him. He sort of looks like a goth clown. Yeah, yeah
0: he does a bit. He he harnesses all of this gold to buy a huge library of porn. Like it's funny. <laughs> it's funny.
1: It's yeah. I mean, it's funny too. Thinking like this guy is obviously so horny, and yet he throws all of his energy into getting more books when he could probably have a lot of sex yeah. if he just yeah, was exactly so warped. you know
2: just buy some hookers come on you know it's like
1: and, but and no we, do we, but control. that would ruin the fantasy and he then wants you know total
2: control and there's no total yeah. control in life. There are just really isn't. Nope.
0: And and do do we think that this is almost paralleled with his quest to be Japanese or to attain Japanese status. Oh yeah! That he, no,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That this is his fetish.
0: He sells.
3: The most Japanese
2: thing.
0: Yeah. He sells yeah. out his own country to yeah. you know aspire to the Japanese status in the same way that he abuses and degrades these women in service of this you know unattainable whatever erotic yep. pleasure that he's looking for but anyway let's uh so anyway this is obviously this is hell like this is a terrible situation right not
1: men. good not she, fun not. and good. she
0: knows she's well aware that you know when she gets too hard to handle or um too old or no longer titillating that she's, she's gonna get replaced she's yeah. going to the basement um yep. and this is why you know So basically, uh, Fujiwara, as we knew, is trying to seduce her for her money. But he quickly realizes he's smarter than we gave him credit for. He's not going to be able to seduce this woman who just does not is not interested in him at all. She does not want to have sex with him.
1: I mean, it's the profound disinterest of a woman that's been forced to read pornography yeah, for her whole night. life, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and
2: also to be frank the pro- the profound um disinterest in, of a woman who's probably gay, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, well, yes, I mean that too yeah uh but so look he he
0: says that he takes you know at night they have this secret rendezvous and he tells her, look, I was going to scam you, right? But like, I could get you out of here instead and we could, you know, work something out because and she's resistant, but he says like what? You, you Do you want him to like kill you? And then that money goes to 10 other girls? Like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Like, so he says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire a maid <laughs> a handmaiden, in front. A handmaiden to fill the part that you were going to fill. We're going to swap you out, and she's going to go to the asylum that I was going to send you to. Um, yes. So that – then we learn – now. so now we understand that this is the context for what happened at the end of part one. It was a, a double cross, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. we're on and- this – And
2: it's set up like, you know, the same way that Suki was thinking, well, fuck her, she's Japanese, fuck her, she's an upper class lady, you know, um, that Hideko is, you know, setting herself up like, well, well, screw her. She's a lower class, you know, a fingersmith. You know, she's a pickpocket. She, you know, she she wants
0: stranger. Yeah,
2: yeah, some stranger. She's
1: planning to put me in an asylum. That's what she thinks she's doing. Yeah,
2: She's fine with it. She's scamming me.
0: Yeah, and this is these are the sorts of moral compromises that occur. You know, again, very parasite-like, and and other films as well. But like the sort of trade-offs you have to make living in a patriarchal or a capitalist or both system, where you're, you know, selling other people out just to get yourself out of the hell that you're in. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, But anyway, so. So, okay, so now we're on this track, like, okay, we've got it. Hideko is, is the secret scammer. But, you know, there's another twist, more twists to come. Um, also, importantly, and this is a real show, of Solidarity. Uh, well, not Solidarity, but Kindness, perhaps. Um, uh, the Count gives Hideko a vial of opium, uh, which three drops asleep for the whole day. And if you take the whole thing dead in five minutes, so she does not have to worry about About being tortured. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So anyway, so Suki shows up and now we, we revisit many of the scenes that we already saw, but with
1: often from a different angle or instead of from outside, we're inside. Or
0: we're, we're from like, it's over Lady Hideko's shoulder instead of Suki's shoulder. Um, like for example, the note that she was asked to read is actually like he says, "Don't worry, she can't read this." <laughs> and yeah. It's it's She's it's totally you know discussing literal. the plan, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they you know they you see this sort of clever back and forth where, where we're revisiting these scenes, but it turns out that some of the affection, like she also started to feel the same way Suki felt where, oh well I don't wanna sell out this woman. It starts yeah. off that way. Like she seems okay, right? Yeah. And then gradually after some, you know after some tooth filing and uh, you know dressing <laughs> some each other up. Tooth up filing, yeah, some, yes. some tooth
2: filing, some dressing some dressing up, but also, you know, like genuine uh, genuine moments of connection. I mean yeah. I, like I love... mothers. But... Yes. Yeah, when she, when Suki is is talking to her and saying you know you should never say that your mother wouldn't want you to say that you know if your mother was here she would say i was so i'm so happy that i got to have you before i died and i'm so i
1: mean happy it gets into the I'm importance happy. of personal connection and sexual attraction yeah, which exactly. is what is divorced and, and from all, is, all the heterosexual is looking
2: stuff at her as she's like got her hands on both her uh, on both her cheeks and, and looking into her eyes and and hideko is thinking is this the companionship that they talk about in books?
0: Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. It's just an emotional connection as well, yeah. as a uh, But yeah, um, then eventually by by various turns and progressions, we get back to sex scene number one, but but redux this time. At minute 69. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, you know, at the, in the part one, it ends with, Uh, sookie extending her tongue to the camera and then it fades out but this one keeps going you know we see her
1: we hit the side view yeah Yeah.
0: it's a great great composition as well as being you know sexual um (laughs) you know they they start to you know she she performs oral on her and then they go into 69ing this yeah. was, again, that was the cinematic moment.
1: Suki's monologue becomes so funny. Yeah. Or maybe she's, she must say it aloud, because it's part two. She's yeah.
0: like, you're experienced about, it. like, you're a natural at this, is what she says, yeah. right? And yeah. we know that, in fact, that, you know, Lady Hideko, far from being the uh, the innocent, you know, confused virgin. I mean,
1: better or worse, she's been reading fucking porn yeah, for like 30 years or She knows or what something. she's
0: talking about. Um, and she... Yeah it's great i mean it's really i was overwhelmed like emotionally it's it's like it's so beautiful like they start having sex and it's energetic and they're both happy it's 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 obviously hideko's first um moment of actual pleasure that she's yeah. had with another person yeah
1: they start like says
0: whatever you know whatever it is but they they clasp hands you know and it's yeah. like such a beautiful moment i was oh, yeah. really I mean, like
2: this this whole redemp- redemptive thing of oh this actually can be pleasurable for the people in it yeah. yeah the people who are doing it it doesn't have to be just pleasurable for some old dudes out in the out in the audience
1: yeah well it can be both sides yeah. as well oh, that's true both yeah. parties actually wanting to yes. engage yes. Okay.
0: it's and it's, it's it's also just about Friendship and love and solid like the, the the hand clasp is such a moment like yeah they're supporting Good. each other as they're fucking which is yes. great
2: <laughs> Lit and fig oh
0: that's what we that's want true. to see uh yes. yeah so it's great it's very it's very moving and i i really it's it's a treasure to see a sex scene with such uh you know thought put into it and it's about pleasure and 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 also friendship and you know i just
1: appreciate the length too yeah, because so often you get a sex scene that's like blip oh yeah, it, and you're like oh well, did they have sex there are, i guess they did. there are
0: no billowing curtains or gauzy filters in this scene it's like nope, nope naked ladies you know <laughs> it's it's assertive it's it's almost assertive in that way it's like this is it's female pleasure happening on screen
2: yeah
3: well it also contrasts all of the get away um, from it you're not
1: yeah
0: you
2: can't escape yeah no it's true i mean there's a there's a school of um writing uh about eroticism that i always used to call and then the lamp went out
1: because (laughs) usually it
2: would happen in um you know like some
1: total darkness
2: yes well somebody would be writing about ancient rome or you know it's like some something happening in a different historical time period you know it's like and then it became really obvious that we were gonna have sex, and we got real close to each other, and then the light went out.
0: <laughs> the chapter end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, know. I but... loved it. Yeah. I loved how thorough and detailed it was. <laughs> like.
1: I like how it juxtaposes with the um the reading of the pornography that's like just strictly words. Yeah, yeah it's words, not really actions, and this is just like barely were well there's sex position but it's mostly action yeah, yeah. it's great
0: um and i was very i was moved by it emotionally and i can't imagine you know i thought uh, as we mentioned earlier like Oh, so this is the definitive counterpoint to those who say sex scenes are unnecessary, right? And then I went on...
1: Right, because they literally have their plan mid-sex. Like, they talk about it while they're like, and And then we'll... Yeah, yeah,
0: and then you learn about the emotions and, like, all of the... It reveals so much. Everything says so much about the story and the characters. But then I go to Letterboxd, and, like, I check the recent reviews, and it's like, one of them was like... some unnecessary sex scenes and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah,
2: I, I rolled my eyes so hard
0: yeah i'm like <laughs> first off that's homophobic <laughs> i'm just declaring <laughs> it homophobic you're a homophobe uh too um it's also just like
1: i mean they're entirely necessary is the it's, thing they're not, it's even, not even i think about your there's dis- no days. reason to not have them but i think this is literally like pivotal to the yeah, plot it's, it's not it's not. It's,
2: There are so many, um, movies that are, you know, posited on an erotic relationship where you often end up going, I don't understand how these people, you know, uh, that I, am being told that these people love each other, but I don't don't see why
0: at all. (laughs) And in this case you do, you do see it. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful scene. Um. One of the best sex scenes I've ever seen personally, um, and I've yeah, seen a couple at so. this point. Uh, yeah. uh, so yeah, uh, we, we, we love the sex scenes in The Handmaid and round of applause for that. Um, and yeah, I'll clap. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, this, this passionate moment happens and then we revisit that, that scene where Hideko asks Suki if she should marry the count, and Suki says yes. And now we know, really, why, why, why she's she sweating. slaps her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, you really are selling me out. You know? yeah. So she yeah. tries to hang herself from the tree. I found
1: this really funny. I don't it know. is funny, <laughs> sort
0: of, yeah. It, it, it's, there's a comedic quality to oh, it. Yeah. Well, she, she goes, she hangs herself, and then Suki
1: it's like he grabs her and she's just like let like go. She's like, she <laughs> he grabs like, her. No, we'll not let you she go. She It's like, come on, just let me die. And
0: she's just, it's like comical sobbing. Miss, don't but do this. Miss, she's stop like, it. I'm sorry, I, I lied to you. <laughs> she's yeah. just sobbing, like I don't want to sell you out. You, you know all of these things, right? and then and then hideko
1: reveals well actually we
0: were going to scam you i've been
1: selling you out too we were going to send you to an asylum and, and Suki's so mad she forgets and walks away yeah, she, and then she's <laughs> just like choking so for a little bit She
0: her her eyes widen and then she she lets go just in anger and she shouts that fucking bastard. storms off and you see her like yeah, that's right and then she, it's like, it's a comical thing. Like she's like, oh, oh, wait, you know. And she has to grab her again to prevent her from choking to death. So it's very, um. So anyway, so it's interesting. Like Hideko says, you know, uh, she, she won't apologize because you were going to scam me too, right? Yeah. Like so, no apologies. But they decide, okay, we're going to team up. Because yeah. they love each other, and also neither of them wants to go to a madhouse. So um, right. So she writes to her family, Suki, with Lady Hideko's help, obviously, because Suki is illiterate. Right. Um, but they basically, they're gonna hatch a plot to escape uh, this situation. Um, and we learn about that plot in part three. But the final major scene of part two, and it's a beautiful scene, is they're about to leave um and they're in the library and Suki sees the books, right? Yeah. Like is it that is it that um Hideko actually shows her one of the books? Yeah. Like yeah, she brings it to her and she has almost this sort of questioning look in a way.
1: Like Well yeah, because she's illiterate so she's just seeing the Oh words no no, and I mean Lady
0: Hideko, like she presents it to Suki in yeah. a like, what do you th- Think what of this. Think oh, about okay. this. Yeah, because yeah. she's never women haven't outside of her aunt who killed herself. Who hung herself well, didn't kill right. herself. Was murdered. But. And and the
2: abusive, uh, the other abusive st- servant who. Yes.
0: Her. Yeah. She hasn't. No women have. Like it's been a, an exclusively male environment. And I love it's it's such a it's a great scene. I mean, Suki looks at it. And she says something like, This is the shit he's making you read, right?
2: (laughs) She's so angry on her behalf.
0: And she destroys the whole, it's so, it's like such a, like, it's a great, it's hard to describe the emotional impact of these moments because it feels so exhilarating to watch all of these, the sex scene, this scene. It's so power, she just, Goes through I the. I mean, library. this is
1: a movie that I started last night at two in the morning, and this almost never happens. Yeah. I know I'd seen it already once, right. but usually I'll be like, I'll watch an hour, and then I'll watch the other half tomorrow. Right. I was up until like four thirty, <laughs> just like, damn, man, I can't stop watching it's this movie.
2: movie. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, so she's like rampaging through through the library, just yeah. you're ripping ripping shit up, and yeah, then...
1: stabbing, ripping books, pouring ink onto them. Yeah, yeah they kicking them into this little water uh little pond yeah it's
0: interesting um you know somebody i I was reading this article that observed that and i again i can't speak to it but water tends to be a metaphor or a recurrent symbol in park chanwick's films right Mm -hmm. and we'll see later that obviously the the girls uh, the women are on the sea right and that's that's a place of happiness whereas the the uh, the uncle keeps his water in a little floor under the uh you know the the set to to show how controlled and contained it is in a way. Yes, with this like,
2: octopus stuck in the middle. Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's
0: it's encased. Polluting you know?
2: polluting the water. I mean, you know, water is a yin symbol, um, yeah. which oh, is yeah. you know, it's a it's a female symbol. So um, that's funny. That
0: Water is just like you know a, a purely decorative contained element in this mm, house.
2: Yeah.
1: It? Well, yeah, the water is trapped within that context. That's,
2: that's one of that's one of the reasons that um, I think that's one of the reasons that they in Japan they refer to the world of prostitution as the floating world.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. But I that think so. Makes sense. Yeah. That would make but, sense.
2: But one way or the other, I mean, it is it is very much about again the. Um, the encircling of the feminine and the yeah. you know yeah. um yeah. and how later it can break its bounds I mean the fact yeah. is that water is incredibly powerful mm-hmm. you know uh, even it's
0: not a passive element
2: it really is not a passive element you you're you're raised to think it is, but the fact is that water bears everything away
0: yeah yeah um but yeah i mean we'll we'll return to the water motif, but uh this scene is just so. It's be- and again, actually, like they they run out through the 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 woods, right? And now that has a whole new level of emotional resonance, where it's yeah. like, oh, this is really an escape for both of them, and they're they get rowed by the count on this big lake, and that you know yeah. that again, it's it's, it's moving. Like you're outward. working for
2: us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. You're yeah. gonna have to do this, yeah. you know. I mean, the way that she she takes uh, Suki's hand and you know kind of pulls her over the fence, and they're right through yeah. the together.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she sort of sets up the suitcases so that she can stand. It's very cooperative, very mutual. Like, very. Yeah. It's great. Um, but now, part three. So. Part
2: three inside the madhouse.
0: Yes, uh Suki is in an asylum, dismal, dark place. Well, it's actually not that dark, but you know, it's dismal. Um, Definitely dismal.
1: She's eating a rice ball that's got a roach in it.
2: Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Well, I can do it." But
0: And is it all women? Because in the in I think yeah i think so yeah so that's another you know how many of these women have been shipped off here by their husbands you know like
1: it's oh, probably a good deal yeah, so
0: that's interesting but um i mean this
1: is back in the day mental illness which is like you sneeze too loud it must be the vapor yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: right. your womb is your womb is all it's clogged. moving around yeah it's moving around it's all clogged with uh sperm that's producing fumes that are getting in your brain
0: yeah the history you were
1: angry one day so you must be profoundly mentally ill. (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah. right the history of the treatment of women in the psychiatric industry in the 20th and early just foul It's, it's one of the most horrifying things i mean like oh this this woman is unhappy, so she needs to be having more sex, you know, like all of these like very
1: hard. You stick a thing in her yeah, that'll fix yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Very it's a horrifying thing. Um but that's it's only briefly gestured at in this film, but um the fact that a woman could just be sent to a madhouse by her husband says enough. Um but yeah, mm-hmm. um anyway, so we see this sort of intercut with Suki in the Asylum we see this interaction between Hideko and Fujiwara where it's it's sort of a, a one of the more intimate moments um that they have if anything where they're eating at a restaurant and right. he tells her sort of his his backstory and what his life has been like and uh that he he says what is it that he says about loving her because it comes back later but mm. Uh, he says something like, you know, I might be able to love you or something like I could grow to love you. Something <laughs> like that. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which like later she says something like, fuck your could or whatever. <laughs> like, <you
2: know? laughs>
3: well, yeah. I mean, he's like,
0: know,
2: it's like, uh, I have a person who actually does love me right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I think of him as like e- economy, sexual, like basically he's aroused by money. Yeah. It seems yeah, like yeah. predominantly.
0: But can we talk about him? because? uh yeah, especially absolutely. in the in the final scene i did feel a degree of sort of sympathy for him even though he's in,
1: i think you're supposed to feel a tiny yeah, bit bad he's not i don't feel i mean it is a human being getting tortured yeah, well, to death. We'll,
0: see. we'll talk about yeah. that but um it's not like uh you know it's not like the count, uh, the uncle, I should say, where he's just the sadistic, exploitative monster. I mean, he's definitely exploitative. Mm-hmm. But, like, right. I don't know. He He's a poor—he comes from underclass roots, and he's just trying to make his way, and he just happens to be extremely unscrupulous and, you know. Well, I mean,
2: essentially, it's like um, he's still— He's still driving his life on that whole fucker or get fucked principle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes when that happens, you you are the one who gets fucked.
0: Yeah, which he's aware of, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know. But he doesn't give. Uh, well, he
1: must be because he walks around with a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Of, uh...
0: Yeah. I mean, and the opium vial and everything. That's but true. But he he doesn't give Hideko enough credit because uh, well first off basically uh, one of Suki's family members sets fire at the asylum and they 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 rescue her and she escapes <laughs> right which yeah. is a great that's a comedic scene to me partially yeah um, but at the same time we're seeing the sort of we 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 learn that in fact the you know, when when we thought in part one that he had sex with her on their wedding night, he did not, in fact, have sex with her. That That's she... right.
1: No, she just played with herself and then she cut her yeah, hand. Yeah.
0: Um, but now he, in their hotel room, he actually wants to consummate their marriage, um, which he has, you know, she's actually, it's a sort of Hitchcockian thing in a way, like she's dropped the three drops of opium in right. his drink to to knock him out right yeah um but will he drink them and I, this is again you know men are dogs driven by their dicks thing that you were talking about he's so wanting to have sex with her that he just is like pushing aside the wine and She's just absurdly holding these two glasses.
1: Right. Um, she starts like putting it into her own mouth to yeah, like yeah. baby bird yeah. the wine. Yeah. Yeah. Into well, his that's
0: she? She does. Yeah. yeah. She, she keeps conspicuously drinking her own wine to indicate to him that yeah. you should drink your wine. That he's just so single minded in his pursuit of her that she has to basically take the drugged wine in her mouth and. Yeah you know, acquiesce to his sexual advances. Um, and she basically, she birds it. She she passes it into his mouth when they yeah. kiss, which but. I assume he takes as some sort of erotic act. But yes. Is in fact. Uh, oh,
2: so sexy.
1: Nope. Yeah, he's like. Yeah. Might think it's sort of odd by the third time. But... Yeah, yeah.
0: And the interesting thing about the sex, again, coupling with the, the sort of themes of uh, a degradation in male female relationships. I mean, you know, I, I have something as a, as obviously as a gay man, a, a little bit of a quibble with this type of imagery, but the fact is that he, he tries, before he knocks out, he tries to take her from behind, that he, she's like yeah. on her knees and he's standing above her and he is going to penetrate her either, you know, through her thighs or in her anus or whatever. And it's this very it's, you know, compared to, you know, contrasted with the image of the 69ing or the, you know, it's where they're facing each other. It's mutual. It's, you know, it's symmetrical in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. This is obviously, you know.
1: Well this you, is you you I mean in the framing you,
0: you yeah.
2: can't actually reach the vagina from that position you, as well. Right, right.
0: Right. <laughs> right. I, I'm a novice in these matters. But I get it, I get it. Uh but yeah, no, but it is uh,
1: it's But yeah, like the framing is like Hideko like trying to crawl away as he's behind yes. her, like yeah. trying to get closer. And then he just happens to Pass out before yeah. you can more or less break it. It
0: reminds me of the fact like in Sean you and I talked about irreversible where yeah. anal sex is used as a shorthand for domination, right? It's yeah. about it's about exert, yeah. which is a valid image. Although, you know, well I mean just that position
1: more... in general is is more or less um
0: well the the stance of the body you know, it's innate. Yeah, it's like
1: the man stands over and the woman's on her knees yeah. in an there, animalistic chat. You, you know. would
2: be anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind
0: of thing. Right, yeah. No, it's a very clear um, power hierarchy in that image. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but that's, you know, again, that's just, the sex acts are so important to the characters in this film. <laughs> um, but fortunately, right, yeah. he passes out before she... Um, is you know penetrated and she escapes. You know mm-hmm. she uh,
1: she avoids his joke of a dick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she does not. She does not have to engage with the joke of a dick. Um, and <laughs> yeah, she uh, runs off it's and just,
2: keep that like, keep it in your pants, sexy, sexy <laughs> supposed <laughs> <Yeah>. count.
0: <laughs> and she reunites with Suki, which is such a it's a joyous thing. Um, yeah, and at the same time you know, Fujiwara wakes up and two guys showed up and it's like, oh, okay, so the count.
1: When I first saw this, by the way, I was like, are they gonna... But they yeah, don't. They don't, no. they don't right. But I was like, oh, it would be fair. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: not fair, but, you know. <laughs> Maybe not fair. Right? it would justice, be... perhaps. So.
2: No, yes. but, I, but obviously he owes this these people money. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, but yes, they're They're got, actually... No. They're agents of the count now yeah. because yeah. in the next next time we see him, he's heading back up to the uh, the mansion and yeah. uh, he's uh, chain
1: smoking three cigarettes at the same and time. I,
0: I knew that at this point. Okay, the film has pulled several tricks on you, and as soon as I saw that there were two blue cigarettes in there, I was like those will be important surely because why would there be blue cigarettes (laughs) um so yeah you're 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 wise to some of the tricks at that point um but yeah um you know at the same time we see the two women uh preparing for some sort of escape to shanghai right because that's what you know that's what uh uh what's her name? Uh, sorry, I'm slipping up. So Suki's goal has been the whole time is to get out. Yeah, she
1: wants to get out away from the rubes. Yeah. yeah.
0: And 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 Lady Hideko obviously also wants to get out of this country because the Count also is going to pursue them. Yeah. So um you know you see them preparing with Suki's family this fake passport of you know, Lady Hideko with a mustache, right? Yep. And this is where it's clicking together for you. Like, it's all coming into place, right?
1: But Also for Sean, this is another one of those, huh. <laughs> this is, huh, okay.
0: Gender. Speaking of which, uh, maybe we should talk about this together, but I just watched uh, The Wild Boys this past week by yeah. Bertrand Medica. Yeah. If you want, Sean, if you want some huh moments, that movie is one long huh uh for everybody um i would love to talk about that with you too actually yeah, but, yeah uh, i
2: new, i i have not? a copy of it and i've always wanted to see it so oh,
0: yeah let's do it then because it's i'm gonna rewatch it with friends tomorrow actually and it's yeah. such a it's so strange we should let's definitely talk about that one next Absolutely. But, uh, uh but anyway um so we find uh we find Fujiwara in the the dreaded basement. This is where we get and to... yeah,
1: you know, even though he's a schmuck and he's terrible and he's possibly a rapist. Yes. Yeah, I had a weird, you know, just just seeing somebody getting tortured like that is well, tough.
0: Nobody just yeah. de- very few people deserve to experience that, and it's very interesting. He um cuts Fujiwara's fingers off with a bookmaking device, which is you know. Pornography yeah. as an instrument of violence—it doesn't get Yeah, much of it. you know, it, he's literally using the tools of pornography to, to, to dismember. it's an him.
1: effective scene because they hold on the face a lot. You know, they'll do the quick insert of yeah. like the, the knife about to be on the yeah. finger, and then you'll just see the reaction. That yes. always gets to it's,
0: me. It's yeah, but at the same time, the uncle is a more ridiculous finger figure than ever. Finger, haha, figure than ever. He's he's got this sort of. Like his hair is mussed up, and he looks like a child. Really, like yes, like he's
2: like, like she. A, she. She burned all my porn. Yeah. Oh my God. He says, "I'm just they broke an old my man. snake.
0: Like, I'm just. <laughs> a, this is all I have. He's like, I just like dirty stories. He's like, it's it's. You see the infantile quality of yeah. his 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 sexuality, which is is part of the absurdity that that Sean you mentioned earlier. Um yeah. And that's it. Gets into that thing where I was talking about like. He's like, did you fuck her? Like, you know, how did you fuck her? And he's spinning off his own sexual fantasies. But you learn that there was no, no fucking occurred. There was
1: That's no, like none. Yeah. Well, but Fujiwara at least gets his own little barb in where he's like, a gentleman does not. See yeah, it. he
0: does not tell. Right. Um, That's true. At this, and then it's intercutting with the two women, like the the uncle. <laughs> intercutting. Yeah. The the uncle is like. Well, I've arranged so that every two female people leaving Japan will be sent back to me or whatever. But right. in fact, Lady Hideko is cross-dressing, um, which so, is great. That's
2: yours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The. You know, one more disguise in this film that's full of them. They're just, you know, cons- you know, another another clever. I mean, mustache. I don't
1: know about the mustache, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know, like a woman in a suit. So yeah,
0: um, and then you see them on the uh, the boat, surrounded by water, free flowing, yeah. infinite water. It's sunlight. It's bright. She tears off the mustache. They both laugh and everything, and and then we cut back to the cellar um, where you know you know, the, the uncle is still like pornographically interrogating and torturing. At this point, my brother, um, amusingly remarked, like, you know, boys hanging out with boys versus girls. hanging out with girls. <laughs> <laughs> Like the did That's you fucker the, chops another <laughs> the drill in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's like, it's this, this very pointed contradiction, but, um, the whole time, you know, it's, it's really great. It's like a heaven and hell sort of thing that you're seeing. But, um, you know, Fujiwara has been asking in order to finish his story, oh, can I smoke some cigarettes? And it happens to be those blue cigarettes, which, right. you know, he says, is your cellar windowless, which is enough of a clue. And sure enough, they are, in fact, mercury cigarettes, which incredibly toxic. Yeah. and both of them die the, the
1: I mean he does get my favorite one of my favorite lines in the movie which yes. is well at least i get to die with my cock intact yes <laughs> it's true and he says it it's such a male yeah, way I know, of dying I know. like hey at least my dick's still here <laughs> and he says it
0: with such a seriousness and profundity like yeah. and you see like you know you you, th- you see him thinking over his life and his last image is of the two women together in the boat Um, you know with each other he didn't know that they were conspiring right and then it's of him out of focus blurred frozen right and then it just fades out which is such a beautiful you know just expression of of that inner you know reflection that he's going through yeah Um, yeah and he
1: didn't have to get his dick cut off with weird scissors he didn't
0: deserve his dick cut off i mean You know, (laughs) I mean that's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps, but uh anyway, and then in the final moments. Yeah. In the final moments, they're on the ferry, and we get our last sex scene, a tender, intimate and here's the interesting thing, they use the metal beads. They use the
1: metal balls, yeah.
0: Which is the ultimate symbol of Hideko reclaiming the trauma that was imposed upon her sexuality. Yeah, it's something
1: that she used to be terrified of, and now it brings pleasure. Yeah, exactly.
0: and in exactly. fact, we see her during one of the pornographic readings, we see her doing a reading about the metal balls, right? And that it, it clearly inspires in her, unlike much of the other pornography and erotic interest, right?
1: Well, it gets into how the women with the balls inside of them rub against each other, yeah. and it makes this noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: this ringing noise. And the thing is, it's really interesting that first off the the metal balls are the first symbol of the violence against her that we get right that that's yeah. the first thing we see at part two is yeah. him torturing her with the balls right and you get the sense that that imprinted on her sexually right because it happened when she was yeah. a pre-sexual being right yeah. like she was just a child right yeah. And then during the reading, you get the sense of that this is arousing for her in some capacity, even though it's like one of the few times, yeah, yes. it's, even though it's, you know, it's it gets into that complicated quality where she's obviously it's it's affecting her sexuality, because how could it not the, the abuse that she's being subjected to? But yeah. in the final scene with her lover, she reclaim she takes ownership of it and
1: well, yeah, when you recontextualize things. Yeah,
0: she repurposes it for her own pleasure and for her love for this girl, and it's really just so so tremendously poignant to me that, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... it's um,
1: And it is sort of a nice image. They cut back, and it's just the boat on the ocean, and you hear the noise. Yeah, the ringing. In another context, <laughs> yeah. it's just a nice ringing noise, yeah, exactly. and then you cut back, and it's because like... they're doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's that's, right. that's where it leaves it to the imagination. And, you know, that's, you know, it's both, it's obviously erotic, but it's also, like, this is for them now, you know? Like, yeah, it's exactly. You. Um, exactly. And then it, it has just a beautiful dissolve from the moon to, like, a painted screen of a moon, and, and that's the film. Um, yeah. So I really loved this movie. <laughs> it's a five-star movie for me um, because it's just... You know, it's obviously deeply conceptually rich and, in, in, you know, with insight into sexuality and patriarchy and class and history and all of these things. And it's obviously, you know, edgier and more transgressive than you'd get to see from, like, almost... Like, it felt like even, you know, it felt like a, a film from the 70s in a way. Yeah. Even, like... Yeah. There's yeah. even, like, a bunch of 70s-style...
2: That, that sex could actually be fun and yeah. enlightening and um a victory
0: yes yeah and also just stylistically i'd noticed yeah. this it was such a treat you don't see it used too often but there are dramatic uses of the zoom lens in this movie where yeah you're zooming on people and zooming out and you don't see you know directors willing to use that as much
1: i mean i had such a good time with this movie because I watched this, like, a day after I watched Memories of Murder that was oh. also just so expertly framed. Oh, yeah, I gotta watch
0: that. We'll talk yeah. about that um, uh, yeah.
1: But, yeah, Wook is also... He, he's just... He's such a master in terms of framing. And, like, there is sort of an oddly uh, old Hollywood quality to some of the ways he sets up shots.
0: Yeah, I would agree, yeah. yeah. The whole thing has a, a melodramatic, like almost women's picture structure, although obviously loaded with like you know 70s porno you know erotic thriller you know yeah. trashy elements but uh it's the whole thing is so beautifully shot yeah it it has a great visual texture as well as the obviously narrative stuff um you know these sort of gliding pans and these long lateral shots where you're seeing I mean he makes great use of the sort of um you know, the planes of the, of the architecture. Yes. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's great to look at, um, expertly edited and everything. Um, you know, it's so well paced, like it's, it's two and a half hours about, but it flew right by for me. Like yeah. it just, you know, it's just such, it's, um, it's well
1: lit too. I like the lighting. The lighting's
0: great. The lighting's you,
2: great. You are, you are not, neither of you are wrong on any basis um it's just it's a triumph
0: yeah it's really it's it's one of the best films of i've seen in the that came out this century like i mean like it's really just um i wish there were more movies like it i wish there were more people not just in terms of sex although obviously Somewhere, sex in movies would be nice as well. Um, but you know, I wish there were people.
1: Well, it's also like a careful what you wish for thing, because yeah. sometimes movie sex can be very yeah. well bad. Yeah. But, but,
0: yeah. but but for
2: so long, we've we've had that real sort of thing of if two people have sex, then a threat is going to <laughs> is is immediately going to erupt. You know,
1: right, like, someone's about to die. Yeah, you're
2: vulnerable. Or... That person is lying to you. You know, that person is going to turn on you. Um, yes, uh, someone's going to crash through the window. La la la, you know. Um, mm.
0: Yeah. But this... But, no, not in this Completely different.
2: Completely yeah. different.
0: Um, it shows, I mean, it's... You know, regardless of the politics of it, it's just so rare to, as you mentioned see sex in a film that's expressed as anything other than danger or, you know, degradation. It's, it's about, it's also about pleasure. It can be, it can be a statement on what it means to be alive. It could be, you know, who you are. Like it's, it can say so much. So I appreciated, you know, I appreciated seeing that in a contemporary film, which we don't, we don't often tend to see, but it's also just as a thriller, as like a, As a piece of entertainment, like, this isn't a stuffy art house movie where it's like, you know.
1: Oh, no. No, The pacing is very quick. Um, The turns are great because it's not even like you have to wait the whole movie. It's like, what, an hour in? That's when we get to part two?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the con setup is already interesting. It's like a heist movie in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, It's the whole thing is just, you know, again, as I said at the top of this episode, If you don't wince at sex scenes, then I would recommend this movie to absolutely everyone because it is, it is entertaining, it's thrilling, it's emotional, it's, it's scary, it's twisty, it's, you know, it's got literally what you want from a movie? <laughs> this movie yeah. has. I mean, it's not every movie. There it's different, got it all. It's got it all. It's got something for everybody. I mean, it's really just—it's so special. I love it to no end. I know I'm being. I'm
1: also just laughing at the actor who plays Uncle Kazuki because yeah. I'm seeing his picture when he's not in the makeup <laughs> and he looks like a normal person. Yeah, he's a...
0: But, yeah it's funny it's really funny i mean it's it'll make you laugh it's it's a crowd pleaser you know not for the prudish crowd but you know who wants to see movies with the prudish crowd i mean really i mean no one literally <laughs> it's no one. uh it's 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 a great i would you know i'm dying not just to appreciate the cinematography better but I want to see this in a theater with an audience because I feel like it would be so fun to oh, yeah. react to everything with like a crowd of people. So it's, um, it's a fabulous film. That's my opinion. I, I don't, I, I think everybody liked it. I hope, I mean, you know, I don't, it seems that we all enjoyed it, but
1: yeah, no, I really liked it. I had seen it before when it first came out. Um, and there was a little bit of buzz, but yeah, like Gemma said, there wasn't, it seemed like it sort of like had a little bit of buzz for maybe a year and then people just forgot about it. Yeah. It's a
0: shame. Uh, yeah. I mean, it feels like something that could have broken through in the way that
1: a lot of Bong Joon was I think it do. did a little bit, but it didn't like, it, it wasn't parasite. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't too know. Maybe sex
2: too many scenes <laughs> for, for the parasite boat.
0: <laughs> That's probably true.
1: Although parasite
0: has its own perverse sex scene. But uh oh, Sure. Yeah, not, not this level of, uh, explicitness, you know, and I guess that, you know, the, the sad thing is, especially in the, uh, the cultural moment that we're living through, it feels like movies that deal with sexuality in such an explicit and nuanced manner, um, are always going to limit their audience a little bit because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I guess that's always been true, but, it definitely, unfortunately, um, and I'm not saying that sex in movies is a unanimously positive thing, obviously. Just to be yeah. clear, um, but we do seem to be living in a in a you know a time in our culture where the the tide seems to be against explicit representation. I mean,
1: I hope we can move past it because I really it's so stupid. Because at the it. same time, it's like I feel like more people are horny and fucking than ever, yeah, but right, then we're getting this weird prudish, like, but don't do it in a movie. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's also not just the prudishness of culture, but it's also, um, because the prudishness is a real problem and the Puritan quality of everything. <laughs> but, um, but,
1: Well, there are people that think movies are just, they're designed for families. Like you go with right, your right. children, but just, but that's you what know, a movie that's, is. That's, that's, that's really ultimately and there you know that is a part that's a type of movie yeah. and there's certainly fucking enough of I mean, it's, it's
0: it's that's a political problem it's it's about the political climate and the social climate we're living through but also in addition to the just the general squeamishness around sexuality that you know audiences especially american audiences seem to have um uh i think there's been a a nasty trend in film criticism where people don't seem to think that movies can do things outside of plot, you know? Like, there are other things that you go to a film for than plot. You know, it's it's, it's also about the characters or yeah. about the emotion or even, you know, in terms of the sex scenes, it can be about pleasure and, yeah. you know, just... It, it's sexy. Like, it can be fun to watch sexy things happen on a big screen. Yeah, so I,
2: you know, it's like sheer... In, it's, it's part of the sheer enjoyment of inhabiting yeah. someone else's life for a while
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so i feel like the the mentality that reduces everything to plot has been just as responsible for um the the sort of stifled climate uh we're in as the you know just sexual uh moralizing but um but let's not let's not even give those people any more airtime than we already have because exactly. no, no. why talk people. about well them, don't fuck those people <laughs> we, could, we, yes. we, could, we could talk about the handmaiden instead so yeah i mean i love this movie i'm really i mean you know i've heard that this is his best film which i would not i think seen. it's
1: one of his best i have seen yeah. um i've seen old boy sympathy for lady uh vengeance um I think he was involved in a movie called The Three Extremes. He had yes, one of the yes. segments. Yeah, he did. One um, of the segments is his.
0: And you're watching his uh, TV show, right? Did he direct Oh yeah, that?
1: I forgot to mention that. So this was one that I had like literally never heard of like from anyone. I just did my thing I typically do where I went on the IMDb like what has he done recently? And he did something called um,
3: the, little the Little Drummer girl, girl. girl. yes,
1: Which is so... It's like... I mean, it's got um, Florence Pugh in it and um, Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. but it's so. It's like you see the through line with his um, directorial style, but the plot is like unlike anything I've seen him do yet. So. Uh,
0: yeah, I've been curious about that. But the main one I'm curious about is Old Boy, which, you know.
1: I like Old Boy, but I think Old Boy is. Um, it's much more of an action film. I right, think. Right,
0: right, 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 right. And
2: definitely yeah. see Stoker.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I,
2: I would be really interested to see what you think of that. Um, you know, it's it's essentially Wentworth Miller doing a spin on Shadow of a Doubt.
0: Oh wow! Ooh, yeah, sounds interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll I'll add all of that to the list. Uh, I can't wait to dive into his uh, filmography. But... Okay. We have now talked about the handmaiden for longer about than two the film hours.
1: Um, <laughs> I've lost about ten pounds of body weight from sweat.
2: <laughs> I I wish I could say the same, but yes, we should probably stop.
0: Yeah. Taking listening to this episode will take you longer than watching the actual handmaiden. Um but watch the handmaiden. Anybody.
1: Yeah, watch the watch handmaiden. It. I mean it's it's yeah, it's a great film. Watch it right now.
0: Watch it right now. And
2: remember the basement.
0: Yeah, and remember, don't forget the basement. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Solidarity for Octopi. Uh,
0: Seriously. He just, the, the octopus deserves their freedom. We need especially. a
1: whole separate movie about the octopus's journey. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he can escape and have be with his own. I don't know what own. any
2: of that was about.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. man. So, uh. Social media
1: or Patreon? Oh, yeah, I guess we have one of those, don't we? I'm sorry, I'm just (laughs) dying over here. Um, (laughs) That's fine. We're on Twitter at Celluloid Sits. We have a Patreon. I actually can report that uh, Chris and I last week did an episode on Twin Peaks The Return um, that we're going to be, well, I'm going to be putting up on the Patreon uh, pretty soon. Uh, So yeah, hop on by. Give me a dollar. Helps me a lot. Uh, There's also an option to donate to me personally through the Anchor site. Uh, Every dollar helps, you know. I mean, it's not a job, but hey, <laughs> you know, money's money and it helps me do things like eat food that powers me to edit the episodes. So. If,
0: you, if you listen to the podcast a dollar it's just a dollar yeah
1: i mean just think of it like this the worst fucking cup of coffee you've ever had was probably more than a dollar (laughs) so So you can give me a dollar and you
0: get to listen
1: even one time for quality hours of entertainment and you get to—that that is not a bad (laughs) cup of coffee
2: Sean some food
0: yeah and you get to listen to to twin peaks the return in in exchange which like oh and also also at
1: some point we're doing the fucking torture porn episode yeah
0: that'll be a great you know you want to hear us talk about torture porn like
1: you want to hear me shit on saw again (laughs) so uh, and argue with chris about how saw is actually not very good
0: uh, does chris like saw
1: He said he liked it. I don't know. I don't want to bring him down.
0: I'm I'm going in blind to all of these. So we'll see.
1: You're going to be the deciding vote, you know, because like we were both like in our 20s, I think, when Saw came out. So it'll be interesting.
2: The first first three form an interesting narrative. But, Mm. you know, that's that's. point. I've heard
0: somewhere that like, you know, there is a trend of people watching. I think I mentioned this before on this podcast, but.
1: Yeah, you mentioned people were randomly watching yeah, Saw. Uh, I wonder if that relates to them doing the new one with Chris Rock, which was okay. I don't know. You know. I think
0: it might be the proliferation of Jigsaw memes online lately.
1: <laughs> is that what it is? I haven't even read. Really, Have you seen um...
0: the, like, I don't know what it is, but like Jigsaw's real tweets account or
1: something. I don't I don't know what nope. the name is. I haven't. I've been seeing all the Fast and Furious ones about family. Oh, uh, like,
0: no, There's a there's a good, there's an account that claims to be Jigsaw and it just tweets funny stuff it's like stupid but um people watch it and people say that like six is the most interesting i think i don't know
1: see that is so weird to me (laughs) because i don't remember much but i i don't know yeah i don't think six was the best
2: i i was most interested in the transition of amanda young um Mm. the
1: character yeah that is easily the most interesting yeah so
2: that's why i say that the first three form an interesting narrative Mm. but that's as far as i'm gonna go
1: yeah,
0: this is a this is a discussion for the torture porn episode, which exactly. you won't be able to listen to if you don't. But you won't be able to Sean listen to you unless you
1: give me a fucking dollar. So, so do it. Give, give Sean it. a dollar. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so rude, listeners. Yeah, don't
0: force Sean to pose as a nobleman to scam a rich lady out of her money and then send her to an <laughs> asylum. Like,
1: I mean, I do live in Santa Fe, which has a lot of rich ladies. So don't force so.
2: Sean to dress as a handmaid to yeah. help.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, you wouldn't have to force me. I'd probably just be bored and do it. But um yeah, so on that note, uh yeah, this has been Celluloid Citizens. I'm Sean M. Thompson. I'm
0: Brian O'Connell.
2: And I, as usual, MGMO files.
1: And uh yeah, you know, uh do do stuff with your hands. I don't know. I'm dying in here. I can't
2: That's it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs>